Swanson to first. to win the Super Bowl, and they have sealed the deal. The long wait has ended after a half century. The Milwaukee Bucks are NBA champions once again. And Lightning has struck twice. And the Tampa Bay Lightning are back-to-back Stanley Cup champions. It's another week and another time for For Future Considerations, episode number 113 on the books. It's Manny. John and Matt are here as well. Fellas, how you doing? Thanks for having me on today, man. It was great to see you. And great to see you as well. Thanks for coming on the John show. John Rashad, what's going on? Oh, I'm loving it up here. It was spring for a little bit, and then it got wintry again. And then later in the week, by the time we record our next episode, the OT this week, it's supposed to be like 17 degrees up here or 14 degrees or something like that. So, Oh, my goodness. So I mean, partial delay from the banana hammock. So the neighbors got to go outside and take their garbage out and, and all of that stuff. But you're you're saying by the end of this week, it'll be back? It's right back in. That's right. They have no idea what's coming. It's kind of like that Borat, uh, like floss bathing suit that uh, that he, <laughs> he had on the poster, right? Is that what we're looking at this yeah. time? Uh-huh. Do, your neighbors, mm-hmm. do your neighbors wear sunglasses too? Because you're so white, and the bot- <laughs> the bright comes the brightness off your body. <laughs> it's true. There's no in between for me. It's either white or red. Yeah, yeah. I, I would assume that you are are a burner to say the least, right? If, yeah. If, if the neighbors see you in this outfit. Do do they slap you like Will Smith slaps oh, Chris Rock? Oh, man, eh? The slapper around the world. Jada, I love you. G.I. Jane 2, can't wait to see it. All right? <laughs> <laughs> it's, that, was a, that was a nice one. Okay. I'm out here. Uh-oh. Richard. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. Wow, dude. Yes. It was a G.I. Jane jump. Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. I'm going to, okay? (laughs) I can, oh, okay. That was a... Greatest night in the history of television. Okay. Okay. So we are here to uh, give a documentary out, to give an Oscar out. Woo! Love it. Love the drama. Love the controversy. (laughs) Bring it on. (laughs) I was actually watching that live when it happened. Wow. People still watch the Oscars? Oh, yeah, when they do dumb shit like this, they will. (laughs) Well, let's get right into it, shall we? Let's go, boys. We got a few emails about this. Well, yeah, everyone's talking about it. What did you guys think? Well, honestly, I wasn't watching it. Right. But um, Sophie was watching it with Shannon, uh, and and Canto had won an award or something like that. So. They were watching for that. Mm -hmm. And so I was starting to get Sophie ready for bed. So I walked into the room and I looked at the TV and I was like, oh, Chris Rock, I'll watch his bed. Oh, so you saw it. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, Chris Rock is funny. I'll watch his bed. And and I watched the whole thing. Oh, wow. And and you know how it went silent. I'm like, did the dog step on the remote? Like, (laughs) what happened? Why is it muted? And I'm like, oh, they did it on purpose uh-huh. because 
this ain't fake. This is real. I was losing my mind. That's what I said to Jill when it went silent. I went, oh, I'm like, he is unleashing on him right now. And they don't want to un- unblock the sound because they're worried he's going to swear. And we were just yeah. like, what happened? Like, at first, we didn't know if the slap was staged or not. And then as it went silent and you could see his his lips moving and Jill read his lips and she's like, oh, he's mad. She's like, that slap was real. <laughs> like, wow. you can't slap a guy. I, I, the joke was bad. Alopecia, it's yeah, a very serious sure. incident with for Jada. Sure. For sure. The joke is bad, though. You just yeah, you take it. You can't walk up and slap or punch a guy. Right? Let, me, let me tell you, that's why whatever happened at the Oscars, like Gemini Man is more realistic than what happened in that movie. <laughs> I believe that Independence Day is going to actually happen in real life more than that being real, what we saw in the States. You think it was all fake? That was the fakest thing I've seen in the fakest part of the world in Hollywood. No way. He walks onto the stage. He walks onto the stage. No one moves. There's no security that comes out. He just comes walking up. He winds up and slaps him. He goes right back and sits back down. Again, nobody moves. Nobody comes over to him. Nobody's like, hey, maybe you should take a walk. Maybe you should get you out of here. Jada doesn't even move. Everyone around him is just sitting there watching him yell. He then wins an award. He sticks around. They say, oh, no, hey, it's just minor outburst. Hang out and have another drink. He wins an award. That's why they didn't kick him out. Two, two days later, Chris Rock announces he's got a world tour coming up. Oh, everybody knew the world tour was coming up. Oh, of course. Everybody knew the world tour was coming up. This is the fakest thing, and I can't believe that people actually care about this. Well, people shouldn't care about it, but it's never happened before. That's why people are talking about because it. Because no one has watched the Oscars in three years because none of these movies were any good. And guess what's back in the picture, everybody? No one cared about the Oscars for the last 10 years. That's and now you've fair. created a rivalry between Will Smith, who needs to look good, and defending his wife because of the whole whatever thing she did with the with that other guy the one time, whatever she called it, the entanglement or whatever. Chris Rock, who uh, Grown Ups 5 isn't coming out anytime soon. He doesn't have a lot going on. He's got jokes to tell. He doesn't mind being a little bit on the on the, on the the cuff there. I think that thing was the fakest, most made-up experience of Hollywood I've seen in the last no, 20, 20 years. I can't believe you. Look at you. No, a conspiracy theorist, theorist among us. No that is, and that now everybody is coming out and talking about it, and these people are getting talked about it. Because it's never happened. Talk about Everybody's this? talking about it. It's, Matt, the reason they didn't fake. stop him is it wasn't like the, one of the three of us running up to Chris Rock. It was Will Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they don't, no security comes out when Will Smith walks onto the stage because they think it's a skit. Yeah. Right. Will Smith just goes and sits back down. No one, no one goes over to talk to, they don't tell him to leave. Nobody's sitting around him. does anything. Jada is still sitting there with like a smirk on her face. Cause it's Will Smith. Oh man. I think, I think Will Smith needed to, to look uh, good. Um, in front of, of with his with his family, I think they they needed to talk this up a little bit. They needed to get the Oscars back on the map. When was the last time people talked about the Oscars three days after the Oscars happened? 
Real, real question. Real question. Well, I, when they I when think, they mixed up the winner and they presented the best picture to the wrong. Yeah, the I wrong think that movie. was that was what's her name, right? That was uh, uh, Jimmy. Kimmel my cousin was Vinny, wasn't it? No, no. No, <laughs> didn't they give it to Marissa Tomei, but she didn't actually oh, no, win it? Is that the no, story? No. Isn't that the story? You said the wrong name. <laughs> Come on, like I give Chris Rock credit because he kept the show going. Yeah, yeah. 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 And he could have said something about the tryst between Jada and the other man for and, sure. You know, for you're sure. hitting me when you should have been hitting the other guy for sure, right? Well, like, keep the show going. I think that was. I, I think, think that was you're out to lunch. Completely yeah, fake. me too. You're out um, to lunch. Completely fake. Okay, do you think Chris Rock knew about the alopecia when he made the joke? Because I don't think he did. No, I don't think he did. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, people that, that show up there, I mean... I, I didn't know about alo- the alopecia no. with Jada Pinkett no, Smith either. No, and, and, you know, everybody normally gets dressed up or does something goofy with uh, with their appearance anyways because of whatever movie they're making. You know, you see yeah. the, the people show up and they've got a full beard that you've never seen with them on before and all that stuff. Sure, so maybe not. I've been listening to a podcast, too, where they say behind the scenes, apparently Chris Rock is one of the nicest guys ever. And he's actually been taken advantage of by some of the people in his entourage because he's helped them out so much with money and things like that. So apparently he's a really kind guy behind the, the scenes. So I can't imagine he intentionally insulted her like that. I totally agree. Even, even still. So he doesn't even know Jada has alopecia or is dealing with alopecia. Will Smith he makes a joke about G.I. Jane because she's got a shaved head. Will Smith then assumes that Chris Rock knows that she has alopecia and attacks him because how can you talk about my wife like that? And then goes, stop, I can't even, I can't talk about it anymore. I can't. <laughs> You're out too much. You know, let's talk about soccer or something. Right, let's, let's, let's talk about something else. <laughs> <laughs> all right then matt well uh we have listener mailbag questions to get to but first we're going to start with soccer because we do have a good oh great i was kidding <laughs> <laughs> doesn't get past morrison but buchanan good work toilet was wide open This is another thing I was watching when it happened. Canada has qualified for the World Cup the first time in 36 years since 1986. We have a question from Joan of Windsor. More for you, Matt. But are you more excited about the World Cup now that Canada is in the tournament? Yeah, Matt, I, I want to know. I watched that game, too. You did. I saw that game. I was out in an establish uh, establishment with my girlfriend and my good friend Malcolm and Mary, and that game was on one of the six TVs. Great. And I intentionally watched it, and I thought that they were in extra time at 80 minutes and not 90 minutes. <laughs> I was like, can you just blow the whistle on this damn thing? <laughs> they keep scoring. like it, just It's over. It ended. Anyways, to answer your question, John, uh, I I couldn't imagine being less interested in this. What? Let me tell you why. Come on! Wow. I, I know, to save my life, one person on this team. I know one person. And That's it's because, because of our Twitter account. Because I get the damn notifications <laughs> of this goal still to this day. Here's going to be my biggest problem. When the World Cup comes up. It's in it's in November? November uh, October, November? November? So. November. Right at just for for an idea of of the timeline, eight p.m. Eastern time is three a.m. in Qatar. So these games are going to be on either in our morning or in our afternoon. Look, guys, I got I got stuff to do. 
I, I'm not going to sit here and watch the World Cup. I'll fill out a little bracket. I'll bet on a couple of teams. I will. I, if you were to put the game uh, or the the betting line at over under one and a half games that I will watch from start to finish, you are out of your mind if you pick over. <laughs> well, that's what I think of that. John, can you believe this guy? Oh, he's so crusty today. <laughs> he, he needs wow. to trade in his Canadian citizenship. That's <laughs> what this guy needs We've to been do. In the World Cup for the first time in my lifetime. I'm supposed to start getting on a soccer bandwagon? Yes! Come on. <laughs> John, tell the man. That was a great game. The entire country... <laughs> I was so excited about it. Canadian flags everywhere, singing the anthem in the crowd, and you're dead inside if you're not behind this team. Attaboy, John. Way to tell him. I hope they win. I hope I hope they win it all. Listen, the, the fan watching. experience in Toronto for that game was excellent. I, Very I, cool. I knew like 50 people at the game. And oh, I, yeah? Yeah, like my feed was just the people at the game. Nice. The, you know. What like, did that run to get in? Like, I did they buy him ask. recent? Like, I, to know it was I that didn't important. Ask, but John Meyer, Mark Egan, uh, Gibby was there. Uh, AJ was there. And we're going to get him on the pod because he followed them around the continent. So, wow. Um, just a, a ton of people were were at this game, but you know, like they were there with the smokes, they were there with the fans, mm-hmm. they were they were there with um, uh, the vuvuzelas, they were yeah. there with the drums. Like just to see Canadian fans that hyped up gets me hyped up, and everyone should be excited because not only is Canada playing for the World Cup, they're going to make some noise. Like this team is first in CONCACAF. They've beaten the U.S. They've beaten Mexico. These are really good teams, and they're doing it, and they did it, I should say, without the player that you know. I know. Alfonso Davies. The one guy. He's the last five games, and they're still winning. The only thing I see about this guy, I didn't even know he was hurt, because now all I see is just his reactions from his, like, video game room. Twitch. His (laughs) Twitch feed. Yeah. Like, why isn't he there? (laughs) He was, he's been hurt. And then Bayern Munich wouldn't, Bayern Munich, I should say, has not let him, Ah. has not loaned him for these games, these last few games. But this is fantastic. They are going to perform at an elite level. It will all depend on the draw and who they will be in the group. Mm. Knowing my luck, they'll be in the same group as Portugal. They will. And I'll be doomed. Yep. Because I don't know who uh, who to cheer for then. Yeah. We'll but have to maybe, worry about Italy. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just... <laughs> I know that uh, fun fact. Erie Street was in shambles. Oh, Erie Street goodness. in Windsor was in shambles uh, after they lost to North Macedonia. Did you get a jersey yet of North Macedonia yet, John? <laughs> I haven't yet, but did I tell you my uh, Italy story? I did a pinata pick accidentally at Euro last year, but I picked for the World Cup and I picked Italy. So now I'm out already. <laughs> <laughs> and you get Italy, you're thinking they're like my pinata for the Stanley Cup is Colorado. I'm like, I'm I'm sitting pretty on that one right now. You get Italy in the World Cup, you're like, oh man, just yeah. give me the money, just give me the money now. Let's go. <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> not, no, 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 no. And Matt, here's another reason why you should be excited. The coach for Team Canada, John Herdman, has absolutely changed this program around. He deserves a ton of credit. Mm-hmm. I know you like the philosophy of coaches. You're into that. Yep. You read all of that. I've listened to a few interviews how, with him. How He's they great. motivate men. Yep. 
He is fantastic, and he's another reason why you should get a Canadian soccer jersey. <laughs> Canadian soccer jersey. And cheer for them at the World Cup. Who cares if the games are on in the middle of the day? I am going to take time off to watch these games. You're going to take time off to watch Canada play and Portugal. Uruguay. And Portugal. And Portugal, yeah, because as, as he's uh, touting his Canadian pride, we should mention that he's wearing a Portuguese soccer jersey. But it's because I don't have a Canadian <laughs> one yet, but I'm going to get one, and I'm going to get you one, and I'm going to get you one, John. <laughs> That's going to be my kid's bath towel. That's <laughs> <laughs> you. I'm going to get Crosley a jersey, then. What do you got next for a shot? <laughs> get up and slap him, Manny. That's the theme of the week. <laughs> You've gone too far, Matt. <laughs> Just like Chris Rock. What else are we going to fight about? Let's go. What's the next topic? <laughs> well, we have a listener question. We'll see what Michael and Chad can stir up. Great. Thanks, Michael. What do you got for us? <laughs> he wants to know if we have any teams left in the final four of March Madness. And uh, I do not. So I can tell you that. How long did you guys have St. Peter's sticking around? I had them losing to Kentucky. Yeah, I am going all the way. No, you didn't. You liar. Look, um, I, I will tell you that uh, I've got an office pool going right now um, at, at my place of business. There's 40 people in the pool. We did have three people that had St. Peter's to beat the Kansas or who was Kentucky. it to beat Kentucky in the first round. Sky, Emily, Nikki. Congratulations to them. All Emily girls. had St. Peter's going to the Elite Eight and lost out uh, or had them drop when they dropped. So Emily, uh, St. Peter's, uh, uh, what are they? The, the Peacocks. Peacocks, that's right. The Peacocks. She, be she, knew. she knew. But uh, no, I had no idea. I didn't. Although... My bracket still looks good. Oh, really? I have, I have Duke, Kansas meeting in the final. Oh, you're sitting and it's, pretty. And it's still possible. You're sitting pretty. Sure, I had Baylor and Michigan in the final four, too. But yep, yep. I still have Duke, Kansas. That's how about, right. I had Duke, Arizona. So I, but still, I had Arizona winning, so oh, I'm, I'm done. Okay. I'm done. You still I had Gonzaga winning, Duke. so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, how'd that go? <laughs> That's what you get for picking the, the favorite. How about this spicy matchup? Okay. Duke, North I Carolina. Know, I know, and I've got plans on Saturday. Oh. I've already started to plant the seed of how to not have the plans. Can I watch this game? Actually, uh, how bad would it be for Coach K to lose to his North arch rival Carolina. in the semifinals <laughs> as your last game? It's this is you want to talk about something to get excited about. I'm excited about this. I'm excited about Duke, North Carolina, Mike Shashevsky's last game as a coach. That is going to end this rivalry, whichever way it goes. Because if Duke beats North Carolina and goes into the championship game, they've already won. Yes. They have already won. And if North Carolina, oh my God, if the Tar Heels end Mike Shashevsky's career in the final four, that's going to be the biggest win in that school's history, and they are never going to let anybody forget about it. And remember, North Carolina beat Duke earlier this year. Smacked them. Didn't, didn't recognize Coach K at all in the beginning of the <laughs> yep, game yep. or in the middle of That's the right, game. That's right. We talked about that. So if they do it again. Oh, man. Talk about pressure. Yeah. All the Duke guys must be feeling tons of pressure. They sure are. That's going to be a great matchup.
If I'm Shusevsky and I lose, I'm unretiring faster than Tom Brady. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. As they're handing out the hats to, to the North Carolina, I would just run over to whichever commentator is on the sidelines. About, I'm back. I'll see you next year. <laughs> <laughs> and slap somebody. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> is incredible. You know, guys, I gotta be honest, I have goosebumps. Unbelievable. My God. Oh, wow! And now it's time for our play of the week, and my <laughs> Vancouver Canucks take a starring role in this week's honor once again. Horvat couldn't knock it down. Pedersen got a stick on that pass. Now it's centered. Loose puck. Demko with the right pad. What a save off Lindell. Thatcher Demko makes an incredible scorpion save to preserve the Canucks win over the Dallas Stars. Just knocking off Dallas prospect Antonio Stranges, who scored another coast-to-coast goal against the Owen Sound attack. Almost had a repeat. Yeah, I'm getting a little Wait. tired of this guy. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> wow. The, Are you getting tired of Demko or Stranges? Thatcher <laughs> you know, Demko's been on here a couple of times. Yes. That, that scorpion yeah. save is really one of my favorite goalie saves that you can see because literally, for the, for the player's point of view that's got the puck, all you see is net. And you let that puck go, and then just all of a sudden, just a, just enough, it pops up there and just out of nowhere up. and knocks it away. I've always liked those saves. That's the one I voted for. Me too. And then, of course, a shocker. great call oh, by wow. Yeah, shocker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. Now I always vote for the Canuck play. And John Shorthouse with a great call, too. Good play-by-play guy. Yeah, very yeah, good play-by-play yeah. guy. <laughs> that play slapped. Our play of the week is brought to you by London Awnings. Quality that shows. <laughs> Matt is so sick of us talking oh about god. this. It's great. Oh my god, I can't. I couldn't imagine. Oh my god. <laughs> and remember What's to check out <laughs> FFC on Twitter and Instagram for some of the videos. We'll let you pick the play of the week next yeah, week. Yeah, every Monday, right? Post it every Monday. You've got the four options there that you can take a look at. Vote on which play you think is the best one. We will reveal that one on Wednesday. Just to give you an idea, if it's a soccer play, that's going to win. <laughs> if it's a Canucks player, that's going to win. And <laughs> that's why this week was so good. We had a soccer we had play. We had it we all. We had a Canucks play. We had a lacrosse goal, which yeah, was sick. That was pretty cool, I'm too. surprised it didn't get more. That was and pretty a pretty cool. good hockey goal, too. And now we have a hockey-related question from Dennis in London, or if he's a Montreal fan, he could be Denis. He asks, now that the dust has settled, which NHL teams are your winners and losers heading into the playoffs? Uh, okay. Uh, so my winners... Are you going winners from the deadline, or who who you like uh, for the rest of the way? Winners from the deadline. Okay. Okay. Because okay. I think, you know, my winners have positioned themselves really well. Yeah. yeah you know, like... I liked Florida's moves that got Giroux, yep. uh, and I didn't think they had to pay that much for Giroux. Uh, they paid a lot more for Sherratt, <laughs> but their success will depend on Aaron Ekblad's jersey, or injury, right? Excuse yep. me? Absolutely. Um, you know, the Minnesota Wild, they get the best goalie on the market, yep. Marc-Andre mm-hmm. Fleury. Now they've won six games in a row mm-hmm. at the time of this recording. You know, that's pretty impressive. Um I, I you've heard me say this last week, Montreal Canadiens. Yep. The what they got in return for their s- players, seven picks, twelve pieces all together for trading five guys. That's pretty good. Future looks bright. You said something last week, and I'm coming around on it. 
I, I wanted the Rangers to do more, mm-hmm. but I think they're going to be just fine. Vetrano and Cop, mm-hmm. shrewd, not huge headline making moves, but adds a lot of more forward depth for them that I think the Rangers look good. My losers, Edmonton, because they didn't get a goalie. Yeah. Right? How can you waste Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl? Mm-hmm. Again. Again, yeah. This is Otani and Mike Trout. It yes. is exactly what it is. Yeah. You're you're wasting the best two players, arguably, in the league together and not doing anything about it. And I'm surprised, too, that it's a Ken Holland thing. Because Ken Holland in Detroit would wheel and deal. He was always all he in. All the farm, he'd spend right? money. The draft picks were just uh, things you'd put on the board. Like He'd make those, those moves uh, to, to try to finish things off. I think you hit the hammer on the head there for for the um, uh, the, the winners, losers for me. Um, to me, especially in the way that the Western Conference is going to shape up, not that they were going to be a real threat or anything like that to to win anything, but I'm really surprised Dallas didn't do anything. Mm. 75 points right now. Again, at the time that we record, they're one point behind Vegas for the last wild card spot. They've got four games in hand on Vegas, one point back. I'm surprised Vegas didn't do anything either. Uh, I was expecting to see if Nashville was going to try to swing anything with Philip Forsberg. Uh, guess that they're going to try to go in and, and uh, make the playoffs and, and get into that dance too. But you know, you look at uh, some of these matchups in, especially in the in the Eastern Conference with the playoffs pretty much set. Carolina does not do much at all. And Max Domi for depth, but but that's it. Pittsburgh, very quiet. Rangers make a move. Florida makes a pretty big move. Tampa doesn't do anything. The Leafs get Mark Giordano. Boston doesn't really do anything. Washington like doesn't move really, for them. Yeah, Washington doesn't really do anything. No. Like everybody's held pat in the Eastern Conference for the most part. I think the teams coming into the trade deadline were the favorites. And I think the teams coming out of the trade deadline are still the favorites in there. But yeah, you you mentioned you we like the New York Rangers. So I like what they're too. like what they're doing a lot. And then Anaheim, they managed to get a lot of draft picks. I think that was a good deadline for them. Good for you, John, to come over the top with the Ducks. Yeah, yeah. The Ducks would had a good haul, for well, sure. Pat Verbeek, the new GM, did say that if he wasn't going to be able to sign his three guys, he was going to trade them. Raquel, yep. Lindholm, and who am I missing was the third guy. Either way, they did get picks for them. Yep, yep, for sure. And now we have to mention the big news in the NFL last week about Tyreek Hill. It's Hill in the open. Cuts it up. From 64 incredible yards. The Kansas City Chiefs traded him to the Miami Dolphins for five draft picks, including a first and second round pick. Then the Dolphins signed Hill to a four-year, $120 million contract. Does this deal make the Dolphins better and the Chiefs worse? You know, I don't think so. I think this makes both teams better. Um, I think for, for Tyreek Hill, he gets a new scenario. He gets an opportunity to play with Tua, and I know that the jury's still out on Tua in, my, in Miami. Uh, he gets the payday, four years, $120 million. He's going to be wide receiver one, which I think before he arrived, Mark Patouk, a good friend of ours, may have been wide receiver one in <laughs> Miami, which says a lot. And then for Kansas City, they replace him with Juju Smith-Schuster, Obviously, Tyreek Hill's got 
a lot more skill overall. But in the exchange, they get five picks, including a first and second round. They're going to be a team that's knocking on this uh, salary cap sooner than later. They need to collect some weapons. And, I, and I'm, I'm interested by the move. And, and using Green Bay as a bit of a comparison to what they've got with Patrick Mahomes, what Green Bay is doing with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, they, they certainly, with these moves and getting these high picks soon, are still looking to extend this dynasty that they have with Patrick Mahomes as long as they can. So if possible, I think this is a win-win. See, I buy your argument with Kansas City. Because there's no way they're we're going to be able to afford Tyreek. For sure. They're paying Mahomes. They're paying Kelsey. They're paying Chris Jones. They're paying Orlando Brown. And the list goes on and on and on. There yeah. was no way they could afford $120 million over four years for Tyreek. For sure. But I like the moves of getting Juju Smith-Schuster, Marquez uh, Valdez-Scantling, that's mm-hmm. his name, MVS, because you have Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. He makes everyone better. <laughs> I don't think this makes Miami better because you still have Tua and I'm not sold on Tua because Tyreek still has to catch the ball. Miami did have Jalen Waddle last year and Tua had some chemistry with him, but I don't think he's a pure passer like a Mahomes. And as a receiver in the game, you need somebody to get you the ball. And I'm not sold that Tua is the guy for Miami to do that. And now I look at the AFC. Do I think... Miami with Tyreek, are they? I don't even know if they're better than Kansas City. But oh, the, Char- the Chargers are there. Mm-hmm. Denver with Russell Wilson. Devontae Adams going to the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Uh, you still have Cincinnati with Joe Burrow, and they got better. I don't know if Miami's better than any of those teams right But if now. you look at that division, did Miami get better than the New England Patriots with this deal? Sure. Did they get better than Buffalo? No. No, but I don't think they would. The Jets are not going to be any good. I think for them, getting those two games in their division, if they can make a run in, in their division and put a dent into that, sure, then then you never know what, what can come of that. So I think interdivision, I think this puts them in a, in a decent spot. But um, no, I, w- I wouldn't put Miami in the mix for any sort of real playoff or, or um, Super Bowl contention by making this move. But uh, they went out and, and got a, a weapon. And I think this is, again, going to be the, the next step in the jury's out for uh, Tua. And the NFL changed its overtime rules this week, saying both teams will now get possession of the ball in playoff games. You guys had a heated debate about this, and if anyone wants to go back and listen, it was fantastic. Um, <laughs> I just sat back I, and let the fireworks happen on that I, episode. That's the only one we've really ever had, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that debate so, slapped. <laughs> I think I know the answer on this, but what do you guys think of this? This is the right move. This is the right move because you you didn't do it in the regular season. You did it for the playoff games where the games matter the most. And both teams deserve to touch the ball in overtime, both offenses. Well, I'm glad it's so fair for everybody now. I'm glad that when you've got a 21-point lead and you blow that and you get into overtime, that you get a chance to, to win the game and, and come back. Uh, they had to do it. There's no question that something was going to get done with the, with the NFL rule. Uh, fine. It doesn't, it doesn't fine. stop defenses from playing defense. 
No, I can it, still play defense. It, it doesn't. But I mean, again, <laughs> when you get into that that situation, again, we we always have to make it fair. We always have to make sure that everybody gets a chance. Although we didn't even get a chance in overtime. Look, if you didn't if you didn't win this, if you didn't win parts of the game, and the game gets into overtime, it, that's where the frustration comes in for me. It's always the losing team that still gets one more chance because now they get to touch the ball unless they get a safety, which they just kick the ball into the end zone. And if you get a twenty six yard safety then you deserve to lose as it is so yeah i mean uh, it'll be it'll be interesting i think i will get into it uh when it gets into this like third and fourth overtimes and we kind of go back and forth like it does in college which i like the way that college does theirs but yeah it's fine nfl just just make everybody happy and and now now everybody gets a, a sporting chance perfect he's come around rashad he's come around <laughs> I don't buy what he's saying. So wait a minute now. So if you're watching baseball and the game goes into extra innings, we should only play the top half of the inning. <laughs> Look, if, if you're in, you don't even have the ball. If you're in, if you're looking at baseball and you're trying to get into baseball and you've only got the top of the inning, if the team that scores in the top of the inning wins, then the game is over. But baseball has two innings. They have the top and the bottom in the same inning. It's it's not the same thing. In football, you run off of a clock. Yeah, it's In basketball, the same thing. you run off of a clock. No, in no, baseball, you have a top thing. and a bottom of the inning. No, so but then why in the teams go on offense though? But then why in the bottom of the ninth, if the home team is winning, do they not get to bat in the bottom of the ninth and run the score up? Because they're already winning. But that's what we're, isn't it's that not a tie. We're doing the same thing. It's not a tie. Oh. You know what? This is a stupid rule. <laughs> 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 Go back to being men and win the game in regulation. Do the right thing at the right times in the game. You don't even have to go to overtime. Imagine the three of us sitting there watching Mahomes and Allen go up and down the field in that overtime game between the Bills and the Chiefs. Yep. We would be beside ourselves thinking it's the greatest football game of all time. And it's only possible because of this new rule because the offenses will be able to touch the ball. And an 18-point game getting blown in the fourth quarter. You're right, Manny. (laughs) Greatest comeback. (laughs) Must see TV. And I want to talk about this. Ash Barty, the world's number one tennis player. This is perfect for me to share it with you, to talk to you about it. Um with my team, my loved ones, that I'll be retiring from tennis. And it's the first time I've actually said it out loud. And um, yeah, it's, it's hard to say, but I'm so happy and I'm so ready. And I just know at the moment in my heart for me as a person, this is right. Ash Barty has announced her retirement from tennis at the age of 25. Were you guys as shocked as I was when this happened? Yes. Because I messaged our group chat, uh-huh. and Rashad was like, what? You broke the news to John Rashad. That's right. You broke my heart. Were you emotional about it? Yeah, it's she's so much fun to watch, and she's right on the top of her game right now. Like She is completely in the prime of her career. Like She may have another good six, seven, eight years ahead of her, and she's retiring. It's, I mean, on the one hand, I'm a little bit maybe less surprised because she did walk away from the game a few years ago to go play cricket because she wasn't enjoying it. But it seemed like when she came back, she was loving it. She was in a great mood. She was on top of the world. And so, yeah, I was stunned. 
Is is her heart really in it if she's leaving the sport to play cricket? Play cricket? I didn't know that. Well, she said she just wasn't enjoying it. But then when she recommitted herself, I think she started at, um, oh, I think she was ranked like number 630th in the world when she came back and she went all the way to number one. So she was pretty committed there. This is, is this the first time since Michael Jordan that somebody on top has retired at the top of their game? Yeah, I can't think of anyone else. So it's it's it was pretty surprising for sure for sure to read about and and you know what I I uh, I will bank on the on the good for her category um, all of the comments that she makes are are basically discussing her future life um, depending on what you you look at I know she's getting married pretty soon um, depending on what you you read she's worth about forty or fifty million dollars uh, the thing that I always go back to is if you haven't read it Rashad um, or anybody that's that's listening. Um, Andre Agassi's book, Open, um, one of the best biographies still to this day that I've ever read. And he starts out talking about how he was going into one of his big matches or whatever it was and is literally lying on the floor an hour before the game and cannot get up. His body has just given way on him. And I'm sure she knows enough about the people that have played tennis before and what a grueling sport that can be on the body. And she's like, look, I'm good. I'm good with where we are right now. Uh, maybe it's something she comes back in time and uh, and tries it. Like you said, John, she's, she's only 25 years old or, or something like that. So maybe she comes back, but I say good for her. Yeah, the only thing that I can think of that maybe might have sped this up, I don't know if you guys remember this, but the Australian COVID rules, uh, she was on the road for 10 straight months last year without being able to go home. So maybe that made her reevaluate and think about what was important. Because I remember thinking after she played her last tournament of the year, she finished a little bit early for the end of the season because she wanted to go home. And uh, so I can understand that part of it, maybe. Yeah, that story... 100% real. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready? And now it's time for Rapid Fire, and faithful listener Kiefer was giving us a hard time saying last oh, week's right. Rapid Fire was not so rapid. So, boys, let's keep this in mind. we got to satisfy Kiefer. <laughs> he ain't picking the music this week, is he? <laughs> uh, I think he is. Oh, <laughs> no. Uh, didn't well, they say the Raiders were going to go 13-4 and four this year? Yeah, they might not even make the playoffs. I have to check on him. <laughs> All right, so here we go. Rapidly. First question from Chris and Glencoe. About what Martin St. Louis said last week, there should be no games on trade deadline day. What are your guys' thoughts on that? Alan Walsh, uh, the uh, agent, uh, NHL agent that has his own podcast, the second best cod podcast you can find anywhere, um, <laughs> he makes the same comment. And apparently that's something that he's been pushing out for a long time because there's so much that goes on during that day. And he talks about the players that have naps during the afternoon. The trade deadline is at three o'clock. None of these guys that are on the bubble are going to bed. Their families are going crazy. You know, their minds are absolutely not in it. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm with him 100%. I think it should be just a, a free day. And, and, you know, for the guy, that end up getting moved and stuff i mean this is you know a busy day for them and their families they've got a lot of conversations they got to have you find out at four o'clock that you've been traded your team was playing that night you might even already be at the arena and getting ready where they've got to pull you in now you have to go call your family and and go through that rigmarole yeah i'm with them i think that's a good idea 
did somebody slap some sense into you? Because that's the smartest thing you've said all show. I had three good points. I had the Qatar time zone difference. I thought that was, that was a good terrible. Grab. That was a good grab. That was terrible. I, I like Dallas uh, not uh, being a winner at the trade deadline. I think that was a good point by me. Uh, <laughs> I've been I agree. on fire today. I agree with everything you said. No games on trade deadline day for everything you said. Wow, okay, that was prompt. Uh, Kenny up Mississauga. <laughs> You're upsetting Kiefer. Come on. <laughs> Kenny Mississauga sent us a note and he writes, since you guys are betting men, do you think the LA Lakers will make the NBA playoffs? Now, are we talking about the play-in thing or That's like the counts actual as the playoffs. playoffs? The play-in counts as the playoffs. Oh, okay, yeah, they'll be in then. I don't know. They'll get in. I don't know. Like, I've... I've crapped on LeBron a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I mean, he's not that good, right, Manny? <laughs> <laughs> but he's carrying the Lakers. They're uh, half a game out right now. They're in the 10th seed. Mm-hmm. Half a game out. But doesn't the 10th seed get in to the play-in thing? Yes. Like they're the in nine, right ten. now. The 9-10. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. 10th seed, half a game out of the ninth spot. Yeah. I don't know. Like, LeBron is scoring 30-plus points, putting the team on his back. He just twisted his ankle the other day, played on a bad ankle, and still got, like, 36 points. Incredible. I can't bet against him. No. In the end, if I'm putting money on it, I can't bet against the Lakers. Yeah, look at where the standings are right now. So, like you said, at the time that we record this, the Lakers are 31 and 43. Great stat by me. San Diego, uh, San Antonio <laughs> Spurs are 31 and 44. And then the next team after that's 27 and 48. So, let's just say that last spot is going to be between the Lakers and the Spurs, and they've got a half game advantage in that. I'm going to take the Lakers. I'm going to take LeBron to at least get into that playoff. Now, are they going to get out of that? They'd have to beat the Pelicans to get in, and then they'd have to beat the winner of the Clippers-Timberwolves game to get the seven seed or or the eight seed, depending on which order they go in. Um, I, out of this whole thing, I feel bad for Minnesota. Like Minnesota goes into the play off or the play in round ten games over five hundred. They're 43 and 33, and they would have to go into a play-in to get the seventh spot in the Western Conference. Doesn't it seem kind of lame that a team that's currently sitting at 16 and 28, like you said, could still make the playoffs? Well, look at the the standings, right? So, I mean, Minnesota's 43 and 33. They'd be in right now. The the Clippers are 36 and 39. So they'd be the eight seed if you weren't doing this play-in thing, this this magical play-in thing. So they'd be in under 500 in the eight spot. The ninth team that gets into this playoff is 11 games under 500. The Lakers are 10 or 12 games under 500. Like those aren't playoff teams. Yeah, you're going to get that team. So the Lakers have to beat the Pelicans and then beat the Clippers or beat the Timberwolves to get the seven or the eight seed. You're going to have a team that's 12 games under 500 in the playoffs. So the West is bad that way. Yeah, but everybody's above 500 in the East. So like one game. Yeah. So that that looks a whole lot better. Mm-hmm. I just if the Lakers can get into ninth, the Lakers and the Clippers. In a play-in would be a a pretty good game. Yeah, it would be a good game. Sorry, and just to clarify that stat, I meant to say uh, 16 or 28 against the Western Conference, the Lakers. That's just a... Yeah, get it right, Rashad. Come on, this is rapid fire, Rashad. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) 
Seven and two in overtime, the Lakers. Seven and two in overtime. If you want, uh, if you want that, what does, that doesn't have anything most, to do with this. That doesn't have anything to do with the price of eggs in China. Leave most, it alone. Most wins in the overtime. <laughs> Lucy and Tecumseh asked us a question on social media podcast FFC on Instagram. In fact, she wants to know if we'd like the Justin Bieber Toronto Maple Leafs reversible jerseys. I'm not a fan, but you know it's another way to sell jerseys. Good for them. Great business move. Yeah, you put the two most overrated Canadian things uh, on one <laughs> on one marketing platform, and people are going to buy them. How dare you, Justin Bieber? I like is Justin a Canadian Bieber. jewel. I like Justin Bieber. I like Justin Bieber a lot more than I like the Leafs. I, I didn't <laughs> mind the jerseys. I, I, the reversible thing. What are you going to do? Halfway through the game, you're going to switch jerseys. What if your team's winning? It's more for the you know, fans. I know. It's oh, it's just it's asking it's for, for the it. fans. It's asking for it. It's fake if you ask me. It's made up. <laughs> it's not hey, when, fake. When you said the two most overrated things in Canada, I thought you meant Justin Bieber and Tim Hortons. <laughs> oh, now that's the wow. three most overrated things in Canada. Uh, and there goes our sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> London Awnings, hang in there, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, since you guys live in Windsor, this is what I want to know. The NFL has announced the 2024 draft will be in Detroit and Hard Knocks will feature the Lions this summer. Are you guys planning to go to the draft and are you going to be watching Hard Knocks? Because I know you've said recently you don't like Hard Knocks or you haven't liked it the last several seasons, right, Matt? It's fallen off big time. And the last one they had with Dallas was awful. Uh, absolutely. I'm going to watch it. I, I love I love Hard Knocks. I love the that that show. I just think they've they've done a terrible job with it. I'd love to go with the draft. Um, I don't know what that looks like. Manny sends me a link. Oh, yeah, we can buy tickets. They're $780 uh, <laughs> for, the weekend. for the weekend where I think you get a, a, a Pepsi and uh, and maybe a T-shirt or something. So I, I'm, not paying, I'm not paying those prices. I can tell you that much. But I'd like to go to the draft and see the big tables and all that stuff and yeah i mean i i like hard knocks i, I love i love the the way that they edit the show has got really really bad or maybe they're just not even putting cameras in certain spots but i'm going to keep watching but i think the most important thing john is can you believe that mike is still there jimena has told him what how many times talking about now leave just leave i don't like you anymore stop and it maybe maybe uh, we talk about it in the morning Stop it! I can go to the draft. I'm not talk. I'm not even distinguishing your answer. <laughs> I think you should kick her out. He's paying. He's I'm paying not talking about this. You can go to the NFL draft and not pay for a ticket and just hang out in Detroit, right? Yeah. yeah. Go to the bar. Go to the casino. There'll be a ton of people around. It should be a good time for sure. I'm not watching Hard Knocks. <laughs> I will watch 90 Day Fiance before I watch Hard Knocks. Wow. Oh, per- perfect. That's we'll great. And I'm, and I'm not watching it. The next episode, Gino's going to bring I'm up the I'm not watching it. Because he, I got a little scared. Jasmine gets a little I'm upset sometimes. I'm not watching it. <laughs> Jasmine gets mad. Makes me eight, sad. Eight years ago, uh, I got divorced from my wife and she hasn't changed her Rapid fire. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What a great episode, Rashad. They got to wrap this up, though. They got to wrap this show up <laughs> yeah, soon. I agree. Soon. Not and we have a lot it. of submissions. <laughs> you guys are both a little raging. You, know, you guys drinking Dan, Red Bull? Dan, Dan Campbell on Hard Knocks talking about bringing in an actual lion. Now, if he bites some kneecaps, I will watch He's, it. It's going to happen. The only way. <laughs> Don't you know, pump it up. You've got to pump it up. And we have a lot of submissions for Pump It or Dump It in the last few weeks. So Kiefer has submitted this week's oh, song. Are you kidding yeah. me? 
This song is called Broadway Girls by Lil Durk and Morgan Wallen. So boys for Kiefer, pump it or dump it. Pump it! This is a great song. You like this song? I like this song. Who's Morgan Wallen? Is I he, have no idea. Is he in pain when he <laughs> sings? Is he? In, does it hurt him to sing? Morgan, is this this is not good for you? Morgan, I, it doesn't sound like this is a great song. You have vocal cords. We're going to Nashville and we're going to pump this song. You know what? You can go to Nashville. I'll I'll hang out at the draft with my buddy Adam Schefter. Him and I are going to share some stories. Is he going to buy your seven hundred fifty dollars ticket? He might. I might. I might have to make up a, a fake league pass or something. Uh, you I've, don't like this song? I've heard this song once, and that's probably more than I really ever needed oh, to hear. This is a good song, John. Yeah. No, I don't like it either. Oh John, my god, John was guy, on a winning streak. He liked everything. The Morgan guy sounds like he's in pain. When yeah. he's singing, it's the microphone. Oh, it's the bike. It's the video he's singing on a roof. There's no microphone <laughs> on the that? video. That's a pretty <laughs> good. That's good video, actually. <laughs> <laughs> that video slaps. When you put the TV in the uh, backyard, pump the video. <laughs> <laughs> and that does it for rapid fire in this debate episode, but we're not done yet. No, we are not. We've got a special guest coming up in the OT this week, our second episode of the week. We are going to talk some baseball, specifically Tiger baseball, Woo! with our good friend John Reichel, who runs Ernie Harwell One on Twitter, the ghost of Ernie. This one is going to be great. Always great to talk about Tigers, but I can't wait to reminisce with him about some of the the Tiger stories that he shares on this social media feed. Looking forward to the conversation. Yeah, talking about the Tigers, that sounds great. So I'll talk to you guys next week while you guys do that show. So that'll be fun. You got to come in here and hit record for us and do the whole thingy with the levels and and all that stuff. You're an integral part here, John. We're going to make you a Tigers fan yet, John. This is the only reason why we invited him. Watch this. We're going to talk about Tram and Lou and K-Line and Bobby Higginson. Ernie Harwell. Who's John going to talk about? Lloyd Mosby? (laughs) <laughs> oh, what are you wow. gonna, you Lance Mulnix. <laughs> Lance. <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna, Rob Ducey. We're going to talk about the history of Rob Ducey. Uh, <laughs> hey, to oh, be fair, yeah. I was I did follow the Tigers the year that I lived down there in 2011, and they had a good season that season. So you can credit me for that. Okay, we will. If you talk about Manny Lee, then well, uh, then I'm on it. <laughs> then I'm on the Jays bandwagon. <laughs> How about Greg Zahn? Whatever happened to him? <laughs> <laughs> Remember, you can follow us on social media too. Podcast FFC on Twitter and Instagram for future considerations on Facebook. You can also send us your questions, comments, and topics by email at fourfutureconsiderations at gmail.com. I did not expect this episode to get off the rails as much as it did. <laughs> this was a lot of fun. This was fun. Thank you so much to our sponsors, London Awnings Quality That Shows, and the great Shane Topolovic of Next Level Athletics in Windsor, specializing in sport training and nutrition. Thanks for listening, everybody. Hope you had as much fun as we did. We'll talk to you later this week on the OT and Tigers Baseball. Eat them up on the next edition of Four Future Considerations. That was a disgraceful performance, in my opinion. In my opinion, that sucked. Their mentality's awful. Their attitude's awful. It's been their M.O. for the last three years. Tonight I saw and heard one of the most disgusting, rudest, sick demonstrations in my entire career. Probably the worst. It's garbage. 
and the editor that let it come out is garbage. You're still here? It's over. Go home.